Chapter 14. The edges of my vision blurred, my brother's words ringing in my ears. It was not out of alarm or shock that I was reeling. No, everything was suddenly become clear. That day I'd followed Rekama to the tears of Amirian. I'd been looking for the source of her magic. I'd seen it, that mysteriously broken orb my stepmother kept hidden in her chest. It had glowed like power, like a bead of sunlight. So that had been a dragon pearl. I touched my heart where the fragment of Sarah's pearl rested, long forgotten. Then I rose to my feet, frantically circling my hands to ask, How do I get it? Sit, Shiori, said Andahai, covering the mud with his hands before I could write. Hear us out first. I sat, but I gripped my dagger hard, dozens of questions itching to get out. You need to weave a starstroke net, Andahai said. It's the only thing powerful enough to subdue a dragon's magic. I frowned. I'd never been the most diligent student of Kyotan lore, but I, but that story I knew. It grows on top of Mount Rayuna, in the middle of the Taijin Sea, my brother went on, ignoring my troubled look. No one has ever been able to get near it, let alone touch it, not without magic. I glanced at my other brothers, who were all gazing at the ground. We were thinking of the same thing. Countless fools had tried in the past to gather starstroke, but its leaves were sharp as knives, and the mere touch of its thorns was said to be a stab like fire. Yet the greater danger was the dragon king himself, who was known to guard Mount Rayuna. Anyone caught gathering the nettles would be at his terrible mercy. But we can fly, said Andahai, and you, Rekama, said you had magic in your blood. The mention of our stepmother I looked up in bewilderment. She wasn't lying about that, was she? Yotan asked. I grimaced. No. But I wasn't sure how that would help us here. Then you should be able to use this, Ben Kai held out a straw satchel, worn and box-shaped with a sturdy strap and two wooden buckles. Plain and unremarkable, it looked like any old bag a poor villager might carry. But when I lifted the flap, I saw that it was lined with straps of dark wood, walnut, if I were to guess. The enchanter gave it to us. He said its steps are boundless, and that only someone with magic can see its contents. It will help you contain the starstroke's power while you weave the net. I threw the satchel to the side. He just happened to have this in his possession? Who is this enchanter, anyway? Master String is a famous seer in Alandi, Benkai paused, returning the satchel to my lap. He's the one who found us and helped us. We were hoping he could locate you. His gaze fell on the bowl resting atop my head, but he said your magic was blocked. An accurate statement, but I still didn't like or trust this master string. What does he want in return? The pearl ones were finished with it? He wants the net, replied Hasho. It'll be of no use to us after we break our curse. It's a fair trade. Hardly, I crossed my arms. From a glance at Reiji, my least trusting brother, I could tell they had already argued over this point. Let us worry about the enchanter later, Andahai said firmly. For now we focus on the starstroke net. Are you up for the task, Shiori? What choice did I have? I am, I threaded my arm through the strap of the satchel. Of course I am. Wait, Wanda High exhaled, reminding us all that he was the only one who had not spoken. You never told us, sister. Why is it that you must not speak? I closed my eyes, wishing he hadn't asked. Using the dagger to point at the throat, then at my brothers, I mouthed. Because you'll die. For every word I utter, every sound I make, one of you will die. My brothers' faces went ashen, and they looked at each other, passing something unsaid. The most telltale sign that they were hiding something from me was the frown and a high war. He elbowed Ben Kai, shaking his head. What was going on? Perhaps we, we are asking too much of you, Shiori, said Andahai slowly. Weaving the net will be painful. It will cause you much agony. I would not wish to multiply your burden. I sprang to my feet. My burden, I gestured wildly. Every morning your bodies are ripped apart as you turn into cranes. I had watched Hasho try to hold in a scream as Rekama's enchantment consumed him. I had seen Yotan's face blanch as the colors of dawn began to paint the sky. And me, for all my complaining, all I had to do was weave a, wear a silly bowl on my head and hold in my voice? My curse was easy compared to theirs, and I would gladly take on any burden if it gave them relief. 
Let's wait until tomorrow, said Hasha. We aren't in any rush to break the curse. Not in any rush, my head jerked up, certain there was a lie. I glowered at Hasho. My youngest brother used to be the one who kept my secrets. What was he concealing now? Reiji spoke up, his nostrils flaring. We need to tell her. It'd be wrong for us to leave for Mount Rayuna without her knowing. Reiji, and a high cautioned, we agreed. You forced us to agree. She has to know. I grabbed Hasho's arm. Tell me. Hasho's eyes were trained on the ground. Not a good sign. We, he stumbled. We told you that we need to weaken Raikama with a dragon net and to take her pearl to break the curse? Yes, I was growing impatient. Yes, I know this already. We haven't told you what to do once you have the pearl, said Andahai, his narrow face becoming tired and drawn. Now he had my attention. You must hold it in your hands, he said slowly, and speak our stepmother's true name. Her true name? I furrowed my brow. That was easy enough. I could simply ask father once we returned to the palace with the net. Realization dawned. I had to speak her name. I couldn't break their curse if I couldn't speak. So long as this wretched bull rested on my head, any word I uttered would bring death. The air squeezed out of my lungs. One of them would have to die. I stabbed my dagger into the mud, staggered by the cruelty of Rekama's curse. If it comes to that, all of us are willing to take the risk, Ben Kai said. Aren't we, brothers? I'm not, I shouted by shaking my fists. I shot to my feet, only to sink to the ground once more. I'm not. Now isn't the time to despair, Shiori, said Yotan, wrapping his arm around my shoulder, but even his eyes, which so often danced with the merriment, looked resigned. Thinking to cheer me up with food, he passed the reminder of the last night's stew to me, but I only stirred the bowl numbly. Six of us will gather what information we can about her name, said Andahai, taking my silence as a cue to move on. You focus on crafting the net. In the spring, we will fly to Jindara again and break our stepmother's enchantment. In the spring, I blinked, scraping the end of my spoon into the mud. Will we be ready by then? We had no choice, said Benkai grimly. We are at war, Shiori, with Alondi. The words shuddered in my ears. At war? Father has no more heirs now that we are missing, and Rikama has no child of her own. The Kogan of Alondi's northern states have declared Kiatan's throne right for the taking, and he has been bribing some of our most powerful allies to turn on Father. Father's called all the great lords to Jindara to repledge their fealty. I glanced at my youngest brother's all solemn face. Only yesterday we had been hugging each other with joy. How quickly that joy had been replaced with a cold and terrible dread. No one would betray him. All the houses are loyal. Benkai's expression did not inspire confidence. Greed is a great motivator, he said thinly. And there's talk of the Coggin having an enchanter. He's called the Wolf, Andahai said. And I started recognizing the name. You've heard of him? Only from a letter I found. It must have been intended for the Coggin. I wrote what I could remember, except the words I hadn't been able to translate. Do you know who it is from? I shook my head with regret, imagining now it must have been from the lord who had betrayed father. I dipped into my stew and ate a spoonful, swallowing hard. Tell me about the wolf, I, ma I mouthed. Master Shring warned us about him, said Andahai. The wolf was his student before he revealed his true nature. He is treacherous and cruel and very clever. But why come here? He would have no magic if he stepped into Kiata. One doesn't need magic to be dangerous, Shiori, Benkai replied. A reputation is all it takes to spread fear, and fear is a mighty weapon. Or, said Wandai slowly, perhaps the seams that keep magic from Kiata are fraying. The gods have been silent for centuries. It could be they've decided it is time for magic to return to Kiata. Look at our stepmother, and you. I felt immediately ill. My fingers stiffened around my spoon, and I set down my stew. I'd lost my appetite. Don't worry yet, said Hasho, trying hard to comfort me. If luck is on our side, Alondi's states will fight among themselves, and the Coggin will forget about us. At the very least, winter will give father more time to prepare, and me time to break our curse, I thought. If anyone was a seer, perhaps it had been Mama, 
for naming me Shiori, meaning not. A symbol that I was the last of her seven children, the one who would bring my brothers together, no matter how fate conspired to pull us apart. We were seven, and seven was a number of strength, an uneven number that could not fold on unto itself, large enough to withstand many threats, yet small enough to stay devoted. I looped the satchel strap over my soldier, shoulder and looked each of my brothers squarely in the eye. Whatever it took to stop her comma and break the spells she cast upon us, I would do it. Even if it took months or years, even if I incurred the gods' wrath and made enemies of the dragons, take me to Mount Rayuna, 